welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. Episode 194, we have some news items. We're going to talk about 205 Live NXT. NXT UK, uh, we also ventured back to uh, 2003. Uh, Noah... Kenta Kobashi versus uh, Mitsuharu Misawa. Holy guacamole. Um, we got some questions from the Facebook. But before we get to that, my name is John. And joining me this week, as she does every week, is the El Generico to my Paul London, Marianne. I feel like we've done that one. I don't. I mean, it's almost been 200 episodes. I'm sure we might have. There are more than that many tag teams. I know. John. Whatever. With an H. You find them. You find the tag well, teams. <laughs> you find them then. Hey, how are you ah. how are you a ta- how are you a champion for over 167 days and you don't have a defense like a title defense? That seems weird, right? Who are you who are you talking about? I'm just about? looking at PWG tag team champions. Doesn't, oh. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, Marianne, hello. How are you? It's been two weeks. I am good. <laughs> I am believable. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading up on this on this Leukemia Care Twitter account that's just ripping into all the fucking people that are hating on Roman Reigns. Yeah, and it's making me laugh. It go. is. It is some good shit. Um, I am doing well. I am thinking about most likely heading down just to to the John Pingle area this weekend. Oh, um, it I've has nothing of... to do with giving you that damn painting I was supposed to give you months ago. Yeah, and everything to do with the fact that Orange Cassidy will be on the West Coast. There you go, gracing us all with his indifferent, cannot be bothered presence. Yeah, Game Changer Wrestling coming out to the West Coast again. Um, so stoked to see me some Orange Cassidy. Um, anybody listening, if you're going to that and he has merch, you snatch up one of those. That's one of the best wrestling shirts probably I own other than laser dog Biff Busick shirt. That's, that's the second one. That's that's a pretty good good. one as well. Yeah. Laser, laser dog shirt. Biff was like, those didn't even sell well. And I'm like, they should have because they're great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Work has been really busy. February passed really fast. Did we even record anything in February? Uh, I mean, we missed the yeah. We recorded uh, two episodes in February. We recorded February f- February first. We released an episode, and February seventh, we released an episode. Huh. And then the good for us. The fifteenth was Gallifrey, so I was incapacitated, and the twenty second, I was, or the twenty first, I was sick. So. Yeah. There you go. That's a rundown. And today I'm in pain, but I'm Yeah. I'll I'll live. Yes, you will. You I will think. live. We don't have any ibuprofen at my house and my stepdad was like, "I'll go get some today." And then he didn't. So I was like, "So you're telling me I have to sit here and be in pain?" Or Okay. You could go to the store. Did you want me to be ready in time, John? <laughs> I mean, I always do. Cuz that wouldn't happen it... if I would. <laughs> well. Um all right, let's get to it's, some. It's fine. Let's get to some news items, yes. shall we? Uh, yeah, but, and I, I got some shit to 
say. Batista uh, is back, and he fucked up Ric Flair on his 70th birthday. Uh, it was a message to be sent to one Triple H. Uh, so it looks like we're going to... Batista's back, and this sounds like it's a full-time thing. Like, he's just, like, back up in it, which is great. Batista. Very excited for Batista. I... I'm so excited for Batista. I really, there was somebody on Etsy, uh, not Etsy, excuse me, Poshmark a while back that was selling like an old Batista shirt. Damn. And I really wanted it, but I think it was like way too big for me or something. And I was like, damn, get cute. And I'm mad I didn't get it. Well, it might pop Blue back up. Batista is where it's at. Batista. For sure. Did you see his uh, his blue tinted sunglasses and his blue nose ring? God damn. And we have our nose pierced on the same side. Look at that. Blue Tista. Look at that. Just the subtleties. Blue uh, Tista. Uh, apparently, Tomasa <laughs> Ciampa really hurt his knee. Uh, this is like breaking news. <laughs> he was supposed to be on, I think, both the shows this week, uh, both Raw and SmackDown, and they uh, cut him out. It's apparently, they're saying it's not good, but hopefully it's. Oh, shit. Yeah, hopefully they. Uh, Hopefully it is healed up before takeover because that's what we need to get to next for him. Yes. So fingers crossed for that. Uh, Roman Reigns says he's in remission and I, you know, believe him because why would WWE do an angle where uh, they say somebody has cancer and they don't have it? That's fucking ignorant thing to say. Uh, (laughs) And we're not. That's not a pointed tone at all. Yes. No, no. We are. Mine uh, was. Right. Um, yeah. We are very unhappy with certain people who are just being ignorant pieces of shit. Yeah, there are a lot of um, uh, dumb people in the world uh, who are working yeah, who are working um, themselves into shoots. Uh, and that um, is just I cannot fucking believe it. I feel like, and I just yeah. the Leukemia Care Twitter account has oh, yeah. just fucking went off yeah, on they, fans that are being stupid. Yeah, they did a great oh. they did a great job. I mean, definitely go check out their their Twitter. Uh, yeah, they did a very good they, job. They even posted a Vince gif. They were yes, like, they did. We're gonna weigh in here. We feel like we know a little bit about this more than you. And this Vince gif is a prick. <laughs> yeah, and it's Vince walking and doing his just walk. like fucking ripping into this. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's all the news. Um. Let's get to... Uh, Fuck you if you think it was fake. <laughs> let's Fuck get, you. Let's get to 205 Live. <laughs> um, man, Marianne, let me tell you, the crowd really makes a difference. And uh, I think the only... Yeah, right? The, I know. The only show that I like thoroughly enjoyed was uh, was good old uh, NXT. Not NXT UK or 205 Live. I think that was the strongest show, was uh, was regular NXT. But, I mean, we'll get to that. Um, 205 Live, I mean, I saved us some time. We had a Kalisto-Tony Nese match. And as everyone knows, we don't watch Tony Nese matches. Uh, but he also won. So he has moved on in the... the... Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Uh, we... Also, how dare you put Nice in capitals like he deserves to be a proper noun? Oh, yeah. My, that's my bad. I apologize. I was not thinking. Uh, we had a backstage segment with uh, Dad Gallagher and Umberto telling him he's not mad at him for using high-flying moves, but he should do something else that would be as effective. I feel like Gallagher's the mom. 
Oh, okay. Really? You don't think that relationship? You don't think Gulak found one of uh, Chuck Taylor's dresses and put it on? Remember that? You're just sitting here assuming that Dustin has dresses hanging in his closet. No, he probably he at least has that one when he fought Candice LeRae. You don't remember that? The blue one? Yeah, the blue one. Yes. Of course, I know exactly which one you're talking about. What kind of super fan do you think I am? Also, he will be in Los Angeles this weekend, and I cannot wait to punch him in the shoulder and tell him he fucking sucks. (laughs) Wow. When are you going to do that? Real excited. Huh? When are you doing that? I'll find a fucking way. I'll text him and punch him in a text message. Wow. Say, fuck you. Uh, um, we then had uh, the Canellises with Uncle Drake, and they're mad. But then man, they, I don't care still. But then they are not mad because Uncle Drake says, you can have a match next week. And that was pretty much the end of that. They had a match like every week. Why are they complaining about that? They've had a match. Like It's not like they haven't. like. Ugh. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get them. Just make them go away. I don't care. Uh, main event time. Drew Gulak versus the Brian Kendrick. Uh, man, the crowd fucking hated this match. It was very Why? Because there was no flying? Uh, yeah, I, I assume so. My goodness. They were ch- chanting, this is boring. Uh, they and they Poor Gulak? How fucking dare you guys? Gulak. I know. It was very upsetting. The match was fine. Uh, Where but the... were they? I'm not sure. Oh, oh, oh. They were in, I think they were in WCW country. I feel like they were in Atlanta, somewhere abouts there. Because I know they did a show in Lafayette, Louisiana, but I think that was last week. Hmm. I'm not sure, but I think it was Atlanta. But Fun fact, be I've been there. Oh. Um. Uh, I mean, this match was fine. It wasn't what the crowd wanted, so it kind of took me out of it because they were dead for the entire match, and then they popped real good when the match was over. <laughs> Just a That's sarcastic. so awful. Yeah, it sucks. But, I mean, oh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, so next week. I bet you half of them were just girls that are pissed that TJP got released. Oh, my God. You just made the list. They fucking went. They went nuts. Who went on nuts? On Twitter. Girls were so mad. Were gr- Girls were angry that TJP got released. Yeah, because he has, like, a ridiculously obsessive fan base. Hmm. It's it's stupid. I see how ridiculous his fan base is. It, are they as ridiculous um, as his his uh, highway tattoo? Nailed it, dude. Fucking dude. They're it. so bad. I had a long ass talk with someone about how bad those tattoos. Actually, you know what? I had a long ass talk with Sylvia Nix about it. My my new favorite non RuPaul's Drag Race drag queen <laughs> wrestling, and her and I talked about it. Nice. Yeah, uh, she's she's great. Very cool. But those tattoos are fucking awful. Yeah, they are very, um, they are very bad. NXT. Hold on, hold on. Next week, Marianne, you're, we're getting two pretty cool matches, at least in my opinion. We're going to have uh, Cedric Alexander versus Akira Tozawa and Umberto Carrillo taking on Oni Lorcan. That's right. Next week, Oni Lorcan's going to be on 205 Live. I want Oni Lorcan to punch the dimples. Wow. Off of his face. Why he didn't do it? He's just a, a hard fl- that they pop out and they're not like little. They're not like little indentations anymore. He's just a flippy lad who wants to wrestle. He didn't do anything. Yeah, and Oni's got black ass eyes. <sighs> true. This is very true. All right, Those NXT. Eyes are, did you see the video he posted on Twitter? No, I didn't. 
he posted this video clip on Twitter and I got a text message from um, Chris Hero that I've was just a link to that account. And the tweet and the text just said, look at those black ass eyes. Oh, my God. Yikes. <laughs> and I looked at the video and I was like, dude, Biff, I was like, man, your eyes are real black. I'm starting to get worried. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You look soulless. Man. All right, next up we got NXT, and we opened the show with one John Boy Gargano, who is now titleless, which is very sad um, for me. Was he, though, wearing a candy bracelet? Yeah, it looked like it. It almost, I feel like uh, it might be one of those, it might be a Connor's Cure thing. Do you remember the- It looked It looked too candy-ish, though, like too pastel. yeah. Because those ones are usually brighter. And on the subject of appearance, John Boy's hair was looking a little weird, Russell Crowe gladiator, and I'm worried. Hmm. It mm. might. I'm looking at this Connor's Cure bracelet, and it might be a Connor's Cure bracelet. It looks pretty candy-like. Hmm. So that could be it. Maybe. Anywho. Um, Tomas, Tomas Entertainment is here. He comes out. And uh, Marion, you have some words um i was bored i'm already bored if nxt barely started it needs to stop being boring to me at this point because i feel like nxt is the one where i feel like i need to watch this one out of obligation and not because i enjoy it which is not the way it should be right and at this point i don't know if that's possible i'm here for it for biff and dream Mm. almost exclusively except for uh one axel dieter jr Um, but I think it honestly has to do with the setting. I've mentioned it before that I don't like the NXT like full sale setting because it seems so televised, Uh but for such a small scale, it's like almost overproduced. And I think that was another reason why I didn't like Lucha Underground because there was so much like it was so televised, but in such a small venue it was like two. I, 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 there's just something about NXT where I just really, really don't like the way the the atmosphere. And I was just like, I'm already bored. I was like, this is terrible. Why does this always happen? The, all segments should just be dream segments. The dream all has no memory of that. Well, the dream, he did have a segment. I mean, we will get yeah, to I know. it, but I skipped it because because of obvious reasons. But anyways. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, because of Tom uh, Boy and John Boy. So Tom, <laughs> Tomas Entertainment and jo- Jonathan Wrestling uh, are gonna. They shook hands in a friend friendship ceremony. Now they are friends again, and they are going to enter the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic and win it, and then get a title yeah, shot and win. But those. European Union's in it, so shut the fuck up, everyone else. Wow. Um. They shook hands. They did. But fucking Morrow, who clearly doesn't know what handshakes are. Yes. The handshake heard round the world. I mean, maybe it made a small, like, clasping noise <laughs> that echoed throughout time. No. All right, fine. <laughs> Morrow. That's not how that phrase works. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we, need to ta- uh... we need to talk about this, this dude, Rico. The state. Honestly, he looks his like clothes. his name would be Rico. He looks douchey enough to be a Rico. He does. <laughs> One Rico being Trevor Mann. Yes. 
the ricochet man goodness gracious <laughs> wearing like a a bow tie and a a matching flower to boot with a bright red like blazer suit and 100% wearing tasseled loafers there's no way he wasn't <laughs> um Absolutely. and he mentioned something about not forgetting the undisputed era and what they did and i was like well that's a shame because i certainly forgot that i always forget about the why undisputed did, why did era. you bring them up trevor he said their names, so now you know they'll show up. More on that yeah, later. It's the fucking worst. Uh, we had the fallout of Ciampa Gargano uh, leaving the building and Candice tapping her, tapping her shoe and becoming very angry with her husband, Mister Gargano. Dude, it's trouble and trouble she, in paradise. Candice, Candice has hit the tanning bed real hard. Yeah, they both have. Yeah, I'm like. Don't know how I feel about it. Team Tanner. Yikes. Team Danny Tanner. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about this tag team match. We had Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah taking on, uh, oh man, I'm going to butcher her name, uh, Zyali and, uh, oh, did I, is it, maybe don't cut off half the name, John, uh, Tainari Conti. Um, Tainari Conti and Zyali. Yes. I don't like Vanessa Bourne. Man, she's very not good. She was fucking awful when I saw her, and this was literally the first wrestling match that Antonia had seen. Ooh, that's bad. And it was that. And I turned to her, and I was like, I'm really sorry. It is not usually like this. And it was a women's match. She walked in on that. She, we missed EC3, and then yeah. that's the first thing she sees. And I was like, I am so fucking sorry. Yikes. I will say... Uh, Vanessa Bourne's fucking bad. Yeah, I will say uh, Conti looked pretty good. And Zia Lee done thwarped that fan, too. Yeah, <laughs> Zia Lee looked great. Her hot tag was crazy. She was just punching her Aaliyah's face with her with her kicks. She's punch kicking her. You mean just kicking, not punching? Yes, punching her with her <laughs> legs. <laughs> um, the ending was very abrupt too. It was like we got the hot tag, and then Vanessa Bourne came in, and then the match ended. They're trying to make her a thing. Yeah, I guess. And there was definitely some hair pulling to put that leverage in that final move, which is not cool with me. No. Zia has some beautiful kicks. And yes. this is not news, but I love Aaliyah. But oh, yeah. just the slap from Vanessa Bourne is like the least basic thing she can do, apparently. <laughs> I was like, dude, she is boring. Like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um, the glittery bodysuit thing. No, no, no. Who are you, Monet Exchange? Whoa. That was not hate on Monet Exchange. Oh, okay. That was that was that Shade. was an insult to Monet Exchange for being compared to Vanessa Bourne. Shade. <laughs> Nicely done, John. My Nicely done. My shade button, thank you. Um uh, the dream is walking to the building and uh I was listening to him until the Goon Squad came out. The Goon Squad being undisputed era. Dude, I love how Dream is like in character all the way like his entire body's in character like he's got every like his character is so like there there isn't a single part of him that isn't like i hate to use the term in character again but that's he is a very good actor oh yes <laughs> he's fantastic absolutely but fuck those goons yes. unless you're bobby fish in which case you are welcome in my presence you just made the list 
Uh, I love Bobby Fish. People are yelling backstage, and it turns out to be uh, Eo and Bianca yelling at each other. Bianca loves to clap. Yes, she does. That's her thing. Clap back. Um, She keeps clapping and then was like, I'm undefeated. And I'm like, but you aren't. Yeah, she's not. She really, that's, uh, I mean, an un- undefeated state of mind. I get it, but it's, it's. And she's also saying undefeated. And I'm like, that's not how you pronounce it, first of all. Yeah. But undefeated. There's no duh in there. But okay. Yeah. We just need to hurry up and get to this next match. Oh, my goodness. It's Dominic, Dominic Dijakovic. Just say Donovan Dijak. No, because I finally it. figured out how to say Dijakovic. <laughs> I finally figured it out. So Dominic Dijakovic. Dominic with a K, much like our listener, Dominic with oh, a K. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Versus... uh. <laughs> Keith Lee with his new, I think I like his music. I don't know. The new music. I'm not really sure. But uh, this match was fucking great. I would. I said at the beginning I would not complain if this was the same match they put on at PWG as the, um, not the tag team match, the Monstars one. Right. But they did a one-on-one match that had so many near falls in it that it, I had an anxiety attack. Yeah, I think. <laughs> there it, were so many near falls. I think it was, um. I think that match happened at Bola, I believe. It was, yeah, it did. It was so fucking good. It was one of, honest to God, one of the best matches. I still talk about it. It's one of the best matches I've seen in a very nice. long time. Um, so good. This match was crazy. Uh, the camera camera work on the monkey flip was fucking great. And these two have incredible chemistry. Um, the crowd was super into it too, which uh, helped me get into it a little more. Um, Elbow. I just have elbow. You don't like the sit out choke slam? I don't like choke slams. Oh, all right. What about a choke breaker? I don't like chokes. Oh, all right. Never mind. How cool is the they tornado take me kick? Out though? of it though. Huh? The tornado kick. Fuck yeah! And then kick with four eyes is what you wrote. <laughs> so we end this. This ends on a double count out, but the way they get to the double count out is pretty genius. I think we. We have, uh, as as you put, a, uh, a a fucker who's six foot seven. Uh, he does an acai moonsault onto a man that weighs w- well over three hundred pounds, and they both come crashing onto the ground. They try to get back into the ring, but they cannot. Which works with physics, unlike the fact that a six foot seven gigantic man is doing an acai moonsault. <laughs> no one on the main roster or ever really is safe from excuses to not do that move now. Oh, yeah. Uh, si- Dude is e. fucking huge. Uh, crowd wants it. They'll probably get it again, and uh, I'm down for a longer version I'm, of I'm that I'm glad match. That, they, that they did a match with those two together because it really shows them off really well because their chemistry is so good and they work together so well. Yeah. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a Pete Dunn-Mark Andrews situation because they've worked together so many times. Right, right. That they just know each other really well, which is great. So, uh, we got the Dusty Rhodes brackets. Do you want to hear the brackets? I'm pretty sure I already know them, but entertain me. All right, uh, these are all the first round matches. We have Mustache Mountain taking on uh, the Street Profits. Uh, we have the Britam Brawlers taking on the Forgotten Sons. We have uh, DIY taking on Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Oh, no. Freaking finally, Red Dragon is back together as a tag team. The only thing that's okay about the Undisputed oh. Era. 
Uh, then we have that Alistair Black and Ricochet taking on Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. That was very good German accent you did there. Thank you. Eichner. Eichner. So there you go. Th- that is the brackets. Yes. Should be a fun little thing. Uh, I still think the team of um, of Trevor Mann and uh, Thomas Budgen is very strange to me. They've been doing it. Um, uh, well, they've been doing it on the main roster a little bit, and I think that's to hype up the uh, the um, this tournament. Yeah, they're they're great individuals, but they don't make they don't. Yeah. M- like as a team, they don't make sense. Oh, I hear you. At all. <laughs> I hear you. Um, up next, we had uh, the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Little bit of a surprise. Sasha Banks and Bailey come to the ring. They go, hey, remember when we were here? We were here. Maybe we'll fight people here. I don't know. That was pretty much Ew. the extent of the segment. We'll Whatever. Just, we'll, I don't care. We'll gloss over everything else. Uh, let's talk about our main event which was Shayna Baszler taking on Mia Yim in a non-title match. Holy freaking hell. This match was so good. It was very good. It's almost like um, these two live together and hang out with each other all the time. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I miss, I used to have hair like Mia Yim's when I was like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. And it was like solid. It was more blue than hers. Ooh. Nice. And I really wish I had pictures of it. For some reason, my my dumbass let myself go and delete all of the pictures I thought were awful of myself, even oh. though there's probably some really good ones. I had like that and my old computer. Like, damn it! I wish I had kept them. I'm sad, John Pingle. No. But anyways, that match was fire. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mia Yim got the advantage early. Um, I think she, uh, oh, she stomped on Baszler's hand. And then Mia Yim went to kick her, but she hit the uh, ring steps with her foot. So we were selling the foot, and it was fucking great. Good storytelling. It was very good throughout the entire match. Um, the, uh, what is it, the Kirafuda Clutch? Yes. I knew I would remember. How funny is it that I knew I would remember that, but if I wrote it down, I would be like, oh, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Um, the Kirafuda <laughs> Clutch. Uh, Baszler tried to put it in the first time, but... Mia blocked the hand uh, and got out of it. But the second time when she tried to um, pull back on Baszler's hand, Baszler wrapped up um, Yim's arm, and that was the end of the match. And I thought that was a pretty good little... Yeah, and Yim was fucking selling the hell out of it. It was so good. The When she picked her up for the powerbomb, it even looked fucking cool, where she kind of hopped before she dropped her. Yeah, she's dedicated. Yeah, she's great. I, I've told you the story of I watched an Inspire Pro uh, DVD, and she had a match on there, and I think it was one of the first times I ever saw her wrestle. And they had this wide shot that they would show, and it was like from the... the it, it was pointed towards the entrance ramp, but you could see like towards the side, and there were just like wrestlers hanging out there. And she was watching every match from the start to finish of that card. Which Damn. I, which I was like, that's pretty. And I actually got to tell her that that I thought that was really cool. Really, that's great. Yeah, I did get. I I, uh, it, I watched that event before our WrestleMania. Oh yes. Who did she? Re- I saw a really fucking good. It was me. I think I said that was one of my favorite matches of the weekend. 
It was Mia Yim and... Oh, man. I can't remember who it was. I'll have to dig deep for that one. I fucking love that match, but I can't remember what it is right now. Damn it. Oh, well. Um, let's talk about uh, NXT UK. I think we might just... Um, we might gloss over this real quick because uh, I don't think we'll, go- we'll gloss over it a little bit. But the, the crowd... This was filmed in... Uh, at, at Access... And people were just... Garbage. It was just fucking... T- like, it was... Nobody cared. Um, it was... The crowd was dead, just like... For... But isn't Access also in the morning? I mean, it might be, but... Uh, I don't know. Don't go see a show in the morning, then. But then they wouldn't have a crowd, I guess. All right, whatever. Uh, we opened the show with Tyler Bate taking on Jack Gallagher... Um, I was very down for this match. There was some crazy reversals throughout the entire match, and it, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, tis a mustache melee. It, it was indeed a mustache melee. That's good. It was a fun match. I don't know if I'd say it was uh, my favorite match of the week we watched, but it was fun. I, I would yeah, just... it was really fun. I like seeing Jack Gallagher go against people that are more suited to his style yes absolutely especially in a more serious tone yeah as opposed to being with drew gulak yeah if you want to see some really cool uh reversals i would highly suggest checking this out yeah there was some sick ones um we got some nxt uk uh performance center footage and uh devlin beat the shit out of uh travis banks again why little travis is so nice well they gonna have a fight soon uh we had ne- nina samuels little promo Fuck, for her. her name is so boring <laughs> i hate it it's like my least it's you know how joseph connors is like a bad name Oof. her name is like the female joseph connors Yikes! it's so bad that is watch it's bad. like her actual name it might it's be fucking awful uh we had an eddie dennis thing eddie dennis my note hot teacher Similar to Hot Cop, but a teacher instead. You just made the list! I love Eddie Dennis. <laughs> He's oh actually God. very good. I like him. Hot teacher, and he uh, taught math. He did. Uh, up next, we Making had... an v- unsexy subject sexy. <laughs> up next, we had uh, Cassius Ono taking on Volta. Um, Nigel with that composer shout-out again. He loves it. He fucking he loved it. it. He was like the song that inspired the famous Jaws. music in Jaws. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, yes, you put that out there. You educate the people, Nigel. <laughs> uh, this was for Nigel Tag Radio. <laughs> this was, yes, from last week. This was for sure uh, some big, big lad wrestling. Um, it was fine. I, I did like seeing Cassius go for the for the moonsault. I thought that was great. And we also got um, uh, a uh, Kenta Kobashi mention. Because that's who trained uh, Walter on how to chop or how to. Th- and his chops are lethal. Yeah, and so are my ca- note though is there's not and there hasn't been enough Walter chops though. I agree. This was a very chop uh, it was light too match. Safe. It was a safe Walter match, and a lot of it, most actually, you know what? All of his NXT UK matches that we've seen, there's not enough chops. Well, maybe we will get those uh, when Pete Dunne and Valter face off in uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. They're scared he's actually going to kill someone. He might. He could. Or he could just save lives and restart people's hearts. Oh, he could do that, Like too. a defibrillator. <laughs> Possibly. Um, 
Legero was talking, and that was weird. So I fast forwarded through it because my Legero doesn't speak. <laughs> um, uh, Banks versus Devlin falls count anywhere is going to be next week. That should be a fucking crazy ass match. I want I want um, Travis Banks to kick Devlin's head into a normal shape. It might happen. Uh, our main right event now he literally has a jar head. It could it it could be normalized by next week. Uh, we had the Brit Am Brawlers, which is Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch taking on the Grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson. And my only note, well, one of my only notes is the state of this crowd. It's pathetic. They just don't fucking care. They need to care because Biff deserves all the love and more. Um, there was some the best. There was some good stuff in this match. I mean, I, I. <sighs> Yeah, the crowd just really took me out of it. I'm just like, man, these they're kicking the shit out of each other and they're slapping the shit out of each other and nobody cares. I did love the uh when Gibson had his submission on and I believe Oni Lorkin had a half crab on and they were just slapping the shit out of each other. I thought that it was, was probably fun. Oni. I mean Biff. Yeah. I don't like calling him Oni. I had this conversation with uh, Cassius Ono. I was like, I'm just gonna. I was like, my favorite thing to do with Biff is just call him Biff in front of people and continuously online, and he just <laughs> deals with it. And he's like, Yeah, I do the same thing. I don't want to call him Oni. He's Biff, and Ugh. I'm like, Thank you. That's a name you can't retire. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Um, they ended the match, uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans, with the Ticket to Mayhem, which is a sweet finish. I think it's a cool little finish move. But still, fuck that crowd. Yeah, fuck that crowd. They were terrible. Speaking of crowd, that was not terrible, Marianne. Yikes. Any Japanese crowd. We ventured back to 2003 to Noah. I believe. Mind you, when this episode comes out, it will be exactly 16 years to the day since that match came Oh, out. Sh- you know what? That's great. I didn't even think about that. Wow. <laughs> damn. It's, it's almost like we timed it out perfectly, but not really. And to think that wow. we almost didn't do this episode because technology sucks sometimes. Yeah. So 16 years to the day for the GHC Heavyweight Championship, Kenta Kobashi taking on Mitsuharu Misawa and holy fucking shit Marianne this match was suggested to us by our good friend Chris who um I believe I said why he picked this match last time but it is the match that basically got him into the Japanese style of professional wrestling and he also It's a Netso one I will say that Oh I agree he also gave me one other um tidbit uh kobashi um at this point had never beaten misawa one-on-one or in general damn so and they had been fighting for a good long time i saw some matches go back in the years so um can we talk about how fucking great kenta's coat was uh kenta's coat the furry one yeah i was more distracted by misawa's jacket because that was a green masterpiece. Yeah, that dude was all about the green. It was green and silver Slytherin beauty. See if you can. The tights, uh, get it. not so much because it was just underwear on top of tights, but that jacket was something to behold. Yeah. But also, yes, Kenta's jacket, he must have been burning up because that was, that was an igloo coat. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Igluka. This match was uh, much like the the other match we watched, which I was Kenta and Marafuji, was fucking nuts. Um, 
like right out the gate there's a backdrop driver that Masawa does and he just drops uh he just drops Kenta right on his fucking head and Jesus Christ there seemed to be a lot of fucking suplexes and stuff where somebody got dropped on their dome yeah absolutely a lot like every time one happens somebody landed on their neck or head uh-uh. and it was in, it was intense there was a lot of see your notes are all very detailed with the descriptions of the exact move and me it's just me screaming <laughs> because i don't necessarily know what i'm looking at i yeah. just know it's brutal so oh, yeah. i barely take notes for these cuz i'm just like i don't know what the tech like the technical term for any of this shit is but i'm screaming yeah um so speaking of people getting like hit in the head and all that good stuff, um, Kenta threw Masawa throat first into the railing, and it was Didn't like that happened in another match. <laughs> it we did. It happened in the in the well. It was an Asai moonsault that went wrong, but he also put his neck up on some metal. Uh, this looked to more be like the chin because he had that that big cut say on his chin. Guardrails to the throat. Fuck, man. It's fucking nuts. Cue heavy metal guitar music. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Good callback. Um, I mean, th- there were just so many suplexes. Um, and they were all, they all landed on their head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kenta's chops, man. Holy hell. That dude is just, he's a big, strong boy for sure. And he's trying to cave in Masawa's chest for sure. Um, there was a really cool little, uh, moment before uh why did we do this moment um it was like a diving elbow strike through the middle rope towards the rampway which is intense because it's when it's through the middle rope you don't know especially because these are pretty big guys yeah when you're a long boy you know you're gonna make it through he made it through though yeah I know. Was, it was fucking cool i was like holy shit i don't think i've ever seen that before it makes me nervous when long boys jump through the ropes. Well, what makes me nervous is when you do a dragon suplex off the fucking ramp onto the floor and try to Which murder. Which was the thing that we witnessed. <laughs> oh my god, I watched that like three times. Why did he do this to him? This is so terrible. Why? For the sake of fucking entertainment, duh. Yeah. Um, and then there was, uh, wow, that's almost like a wire dropkick. That is not uh, what I typed originally, but whatever. Um, yeah, somebody did, like, a drop kick, but instead of hitting them with their foot, they, like, tapped them in the side of the head with their knee, and I thought that was pretty cool looking. Um, we got to see an Emerald Flosion driver, which was fucking cool. It's a really interesting name. Yes. Um, always with the best names. Um, the Brain Buster. But you put Brian Buster, which is even funnier. <laughs> Brian Buster! <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and, uh, we got a burning hammer, which was fucking great to end the goddamn match. And Kenta defeats Masawa and becomes the GHC heavyweight champion. This match is fucking crazy. Dave Meltzer gave it the old five stars before he was given things 10 million stars. And I think what's great about these Japanese matches is the crowd Oh, they Never were going sucks. crazy. They're they're cr- going crazy, and what I love about it is half the time it's a pretty evenly split between who they're supporting. Yeah, and so it's like just a positive, like friend, like like crazy atmosphere, and and it's and it's more respectful, I would think, 
you know, and it's not like, I don't know, it's just, it's way funner to watch those matches because you feel just as energized as they are. And the crowd really, really affects a performance. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I start to realize that more and more as I'm like, damn, the crowd fucking sucks. It really sucks the energy out of it when you're watching something, the crowd's being like god awful. Yeah. Full sale. <laughs> I hate them. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just I really appreciate the crowds, like the Japanese crowds, because it's just like they are just living for it. That and you look at the diversity of the age groups of people in those crowds. It's all over the fucking place. Yeah. And it's great. Side note on a uh, nerd moment. Jaren and I were talking about Yu Hakusho. Uh-huh. They're getting their own pop figurines, by the way, this year. And I'm really excited. Nice. Um, I don't know why they're doing limited release for Hiei, which is stupid because that would be like the most popular one, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I don't know why I didn't notice this before, but I was watching Yu Hakusho again from the beginning and there's a lot of wrestling references. He talks about going to the Tokyo Dome. Nice. And this is a, this is an anime from like the nineties and they bribe him with tickets Hell to yeah. like the Tokyo Dome to see wrestling that's awesome and i was like why did i not catch this when i watched this before it's crazy mm-hmm. but yeah next week well let's uh we got some questions Ugh. oh matt a match i don't have a match for next week um don't worry folks i'll have plenty we'll of time i'll have plenty of time to think of uh think of one <sighs> anyway uh questions uh, actually marion what would you prefer to watch would you want to watch uh wcw ecw wwf or do you want to watch another uh japanese match i don't care all right fair enough (laughs) i'm here to be told what to do (laughs) oh no i didn't like that laugh okay really uneasy all right let's get to these questions they are all from the car family hello cars uh, Emily asks, how do you foresee the current programming pro I'm sorry, the current promo going with Rhonda, Becky and Charlotte? It's been kind of going in a loop and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Marin, do you have any thoughts about uh, whatever's happening with these three? Let me just bring you up to speed, but I'm sure you already know because you're on the Twitter. Uh, Rhonda laid down the WWE Women's Raw Championship. I did see that. <laughs> and she just left. Um, and now her and Becky are just uh, bantering on Twitter. And by bantering, I mean old Bex is just destroying her on Twitter. Of course. I was going to say Becky's slaughtering. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean... Uh, <sighs> Whatever. I think this is a stale go-around. I don't really know what is going on. I'm sure we will get some announcement as to what is happening um, maybe something will happen at Backlash, but I think Becky's going to be in that match with Ronda. Whether it is also with Charlotte remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, I I don't if know. You're going to add a third fucking person. How many people do you have on your roster? Stop using the same people all the time. I honestly think it should be I'm sh- sick of them. Charlotte should just stay on SmackDown and face Oscar. I would be fine with seeing that match again. I would be fine with that. Um, <laughs> Calvin. Calvin's first question is, with the mass exodus settled down and the major set of call-ups, uh, is Vince running scared or is this something else? Uh, Vince McMahon is not scared of a t-shirt company. I'm just gonna... 
I'm just going to say that right now. He's just trying something different. We all know that Bruce Pritchard is back and is in his ear. So uh, everybody seemed to love Raw and SmackDown. Uh, so that's all Bruce Pritchard's doing. Um, Mass that being e- said, I didn't watch either of them. I didn't either. Matt's but... Exodus, was that really a... Oh, the, it's in there. I'm looking at no, it. No, 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 no. I'm not. I am absolutely not questioning whether or not that... Also, kudos on the verbiage. But... It, I mean, Would you really call it a mass exodus? A ma- I feel like that's a bit of a stretch there, Calvin. <laughs> three people were released. Yeah, but there there are three people that you wouldn't really expect to be. I mean, Kenta, we knew. We knew. And Ty... Ty, I figured that they wouldn't let him. Ty asked for his release, and he was granted it. And TJP, from what I heard... uh They'll tell you that it, he was granted his release, but uh, that's not what I heard. <laughs> I heard that it had something to do with the mass amount of ta- the massive amount of tattoos he was getting in such a short period of time. I heard, I heard somebody uh, got the old Vince McMahon line. The what? The old Vince McMahon saying, which is "You're fired." Oh, yo, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I three know, people... I, I feel so bad for having to ask that, but yeah. they're saying, like, no. oh, TJ's got a bad, like, attitude and stuff. I'm like, well, you kind of have to... Um, he's an acquired taste. <laughs> um, he doesn't like to lose arguments. He will come back and continue them. Even if he knows he's wrong. And even if he knows that he's morally wrong, he will fight until he's done. Like, he doesn't like to lose arguments. And I'm going this because I know the guy. So it's like, he... He's he's an acquired taste. You have to know how to not let him. Hmm. But when you're in that type of business with that many people, it's really hard to not, like, especially with a personality like his, to not offend a large amount of people. Yeah. With just, he's an acquired taste. That being said, I know how to get along with him. There are some things I definitely do not agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not the type of person to tell anybody else how to live, ever. Yeah. He's more like, a, I'm going to do this. You do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. I don't agree with you. you right. do he's, he's very much like that. So, but anyways, TJP, you're on the list still. You just made the list. Uh, but, but Calvin, <laughs> I don't think Vince McMahon is running scared. Uh, it's just something else. They're just trying one something. Thing, can he run? No, he can't. Um, but... <laughs> Walking in Vince McMahon walk really fast. This is definitely something else. Um... AEW uh, is a company that has two shows and a bunch of t-shirts. He's not scared of them yet. Um, and also, I mean, this might be a shoot week comment. Losing Kenta, Ty Dillinger, and TJP uh, really isn't that big of a deal. Sorry. It's not. In the grand scheme of things, it's it's really not. Now, if, if Ty Dillinger runs off and becomes, I don't know, the most popular thing of all time, uh, for another company, then all right, I guess it was a bad idea. But do you think Dean Ambrose is going to leave? I don't know, man. It kind of sounds like Roman's trying to get get him to stay. So I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on. We could be getting worked now, but I, I think... stay for no man. <laughs> I think we could be getting worked now. Um, but before, I think he was definitely leaving. But we'll we'll see. I don't know. Because I know he doesn't want to wrestle forever. Yeah, I could just see him like hold up in the in fucking Nevada doing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Um, Calvin's other question: uh, Kofi's storyline uh, is it lazy storytelling or um, just? Uh, I mean, 
It's either lazy storytelling or he... This is what he says. Lazy storytelling or racist old SOB. And then in quotes, Vince. Um, so Kofi, Kofi's storyline. We all know he's been on the rise right now. Um, and he was due to get a title shot at Fastlane. But Vince McMahon came out and dubbed him not worthy of a title shot. Um, so he he put the returning and slimmed down Kevin Owens in the match with Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. Who, who, oh, that person earned a title shot? Yeah. So uh, I think we all need to just settle down for a second here and stop. So let's not pull the race card yet. I mean, we can. It's Vince McMahon. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Confirm. But let's huge. not work ourselves into shoots over what is going to happen. And you just got to look at what Kofi's friends and colleagues are tweeting. And it's you a certain to... hashtag. And it says hashtag Kofi mania. And I'm pretty sure we're going to see Kofi in that title match at WrestleMania and I guess my question is, would you rather see him in a transitional pay-per-view get a title shot? Or would you rather see this guy who's busted his ass for uh, the better part of a decade uh, get a title shot and possibly win on the grandest goddamn stage of them all? That'd be great. Um, also, I feel like people who work themselves into shoots um, need to watch more independent re- wrestling. Because I mean, being I th- so one-dimensional with what you're watching, it's so easy to work yourself into a shoot when you're watching WWE stuff because you're so concentrated on such a small group of people that has so much drama going on all the time. Can need to. That's why I love I love wrestling Twitter when you follow the right people because mm-hmm. they're hilarious and it's refreshing. Yes. And I just, I just prefer independent wrestling. There's just something like more, not like innocent about it, but it's more, I do it because I love it. Not right. I do it because I get paid a million dollars. Yeah. Which um, I think it just brings a better attitude. I will say, uh, I think WWE right now is doing some cool stuff. I, I mean, honestly, uh, the Kofi stuff is fucking fantastic. Like, yes. It, I mean, the owner of the company telling him he's not good enough. I mean, this sounds very familiar. This almost kind of sounds like, I don't know, when Daniel Bryan had the yes movement. It sounds almost exactly like that. But I, I don't I don't know if people got as mad about that as they as they are about Kofi getting taken out of the out of the main event. I don't I personally don't think this is lazy storytelling. Um, I think they know what they're doing. And we're, we're hopefully going to get a nice little payoff for that. I mean, look, man, we could we could end up with the first uh, African-American WWE champion. And that would be fucking great. What a great way that would be to... <coughs> oi, oi, oi. I thought I was better, everyone. <laughs> that would be a great way to... Uh... He got real emotional. Look, man, if Kofi Kingston wins the uh, WWE Championship at WrestleMania, I will fucking cry. Like, straight up. Will you really? Oh, my God, absolutely. That would be the greatest shit ever. That'd be so good. That'd be amazing for him. He deserves to win on a bigger stage. I agree. And if it's that's the biggest stage. So, 
I mean, women are going to main event WrestleMania, and we could have our first African-American WWF champion. So, yeah, uh, calm your fucking horses. 2019 y'all. people. I mean, keep your fingers crossed because, you know, things can change. But that looks like where we're headed, at least. And I mean, I know, look, man, I'm I'm pretty jaded when it comes to WWE, too. I don't think they're going to do cool shit, but they've proven me wrong a million times. Then they always find a way to fuck it up, so let's not get too positive on Before. I don't like having too much positivity because it leads to substantial amounts of disappointment. But we're talking about the New Day, and they use the power of positivity, so. That was an old gimmick. I mean, I think they might still say it. Hmm. Anyway, I think that's it for uh, for us this week. Um, you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moon Salt, and you can follow the lovely John Pingle <laughs> at JP Thrice. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify, and also still SoundCloud. Don't forget about SoundCloud. It hasn't completely disappeared into the ether. Just search for Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. Uh, We like hearing from you, and by we, I mean John will hear from you and tell me what you said. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our shirts, and uh, support TTR and all the other podcasts. On the Night of the Living Geek Network, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Anything you can donate would be amazing. So that's it for episode 194. We're we're trucking along. We're almost there. Man, I didn't mention Tim Dunst at all. I don't know why you would have, but... You just made the list! There's only <laughs> I don't need a fucking reason. <laughs> Anyways. There's only one thing left to do, so Marianne, if you will... This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com. Hey!